We interrupt your programming right now to bring you breaking news. A judge has just ruled in the first-degree murder trial of a former St. Louis police officer. Jason Stockley has been found not guilty on all charges. Let's bring you up to speed on this case now. Stockley was accused of fatally shooting Anthony Lamar Smith in December of 2011 following a suspected drug deal involving Smith and a high-speed chase through parts of North City. Stockley said Anthony Lamar Smith was armed and dangerous when he shot and killed him in 2011. He denied the claim from prosecutors that he planted a gun in Smith's car. Prosecutors say Stockley was heard on the dash cam video saying he was going to kill Smith. He then shot him five times. Stockley waived his right to have the case heard before a jury of his peers and instead opted for a bench trial that lasted five days. You're listening to The Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Brandon Condit. And I'm also your host, Mitchell Hernandez. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where an independent liberal, like myself, and an independent conservative, like myself, can share different viewpoints without the typical disdain for one another we see all too often in politics. So with that, let's get started. What's up, everybody? I just wanted to jump in real quick to give a little bit of an explanation um, for for the title of the episode and whatnot. So, obviously, the, the big story for us being in St. Louis is the Jason Stockley verdict and um, the protests and the unrest in St. Louis as a result thereof. So, when we shot this um, this next segment that you're about to hear, we... It was a couple of days after the um, verdict was was out and protests had started. We hadn't actually gone down to view one of the protests in person. If you've been following us on Facebook and Twitter, you know that since we recorded the episode, we have gone down um, and we got some decent content and um, and whatnot and and uh, interview and and. Not only did we go down there, but there are things in the segment that is is about to that you're about to hear that we didn't go into. So this is going to be part one of the Jason Stockley verdict in the St. Louis protests, and you can expect next week to get the uh, the our conclusion um, after having been at one of the protests and uh, talking to a few people and and. You know, we there are other aspects of this story that we don't really go deep into, and uh, we would like to do that next week. So, with all that being said, um, here is part one of the Jason Stockley verdict. Thanks. Hey! Okay. 
for episode 28. Um, yes, obviously, we, yeah. uh, we got some we've got some big stories this week. Uh, first off, we'll we'll mention that Frank is back with us this week. Yeah. Um, and the charm. Let's see, <laughs> we've got we've got a few things on the docket for today. The the big story, obviously, being the Jason Stockley verdict out of out of our hometown, St. Louis. Right. Um, so we'll we'll go into a timeline. On that, we've got a couple other stories that we wanted to touch on earlier in the week before this verdict came out, and um, and then we'll we'll at the end I think we'll kind of go into a awesome little personal story and I can explain to you all how Brandon's too much of a heathen to participate in uh, community activities. So, <laughs> um, but we'll we'll get into that later. So right now we'll start off with the Jason Stockley verdict, obviously. If, Not guilty. If you have been watching the news, um, if you're in St. Louis, it's all over the local news. If you're not, it's been quite a bit Still on the national. Yeah. Yeah, it's been yeah. on the national news quite a bit, um, because there are more protests in St. Louis this weekend, and that that comes off of this uh, this court case where I guess the story is that. Jason Stackley was a police officer in 2011, was um, was chasing Anthony Lamar Smith, who yes. was who they suspected of being involved in a drug deal and that, you know, this resulted in a high speed chase. And at the end of it, Jason Stackley killed Anthony Lamar Smith. Um, where the controversy comes in to this story is that on the dash cam video, um, Jason Stockley, the officer, was heard saying, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. And then he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's she that. You probably shouldn't say. There is also accusations yeah. <laughs> that he planted a gun in Anthony Lamar Smith's vehicle. Um, and that seems to be backed up by that seems to be backed up by some video evidence, or at least that's where the that's where the claim comes from. Yeah, um, it's, he pretty much has his back to camera for the. Yeah. Like, you don't see anything conclusive, right, right. but it's heavily implied. So, well, the big thing with that is that the gun didn't have uh, any right. of the victim's yeah, DNA. DNA. It only had his DNA right. on it, and also because he had personal weapons. In his right. vehicle, he had an AK-47. And then another handgun, right? I believe so. so yeah. I thought someone had once said that it was a hand, like handheld automatic. I don't know. Maybe that's not right. Well, I don't know if I'd read that or like, the, maybe heard. The AK-47. Yeah, the AK-47 yeah. being it. So um, real quick, I'll go into the timeline um, just to kind of give everybody all the details as we have them. And then we can kind of debate each little each little piece. So word. Um, so here's pretty much the story. Uh, St. Uh, St. Louis judge ruled Friday that former St. Louis police officer Jason Stockley is not guilty in the 2011, 2011 death of Anthony Lamar Smith. A timeline of events leading up to the ruling. December 20th, 2011, Stockley and his partner see what appears to be a drug transaction on the parking lot of a fast food restaurant. As they seek to corner Smith, he drives away and Stockley fires several shots at his cars. At his car. Defense attorney Neil uh, Bruntrager said the officers were ne- nearly run over. I actually didn't know that detail. No, I didn't it. either. Um, 
A two-minute chase begins. Police dashcam video captures Stockley saying, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Don't you know it? In the midst of the chase. As Smith's car slows, Stockley tells Officer uh, Brian is it Bianchi, hit him right now. And Bianchi slams the police SUV into Smith's car. Stockley emerges from the SUV and fires five shots into Smith's car, killing him. Brunschrager said that Stockley fired only when Smith refused commands to put his hands put his hands up and reached along the seat toward an area where a gun was found. But prosecutors said Stockley planted a gun, um, and as Mitch had said, testing found Stockley's DNA on the gun, but not Smith's. In mm-hmm. December 2011, the then-police chief Dan Isom requested an F requested an FBI investigation. Stackley is placed on desk duty. Um, in February of 2012, a wrongful death suit is filed on behalf of Smith's younger daughter, Autumn Smith. In June of 2012, St. Louis Circuit Attorney Jennifer Joyce offers to meet with U.S. Attorney Richard Callahan and both agree there isn't sufficient evidence to prosecute Stockley. In August 2013, a year later, Stockley resigns from the police department one month after then-police chief Sam Dotson, who took over in January 13 after Isom's retirement, suspended Stockley without pay for 30 days for violating pursuit and use of force policies in the Smith case. Uh, half a year later, in, or I'm sorry, one month later, in September of 2013, Stockley, now living in Houston, takes a job as a project manager for T.H. Hill Associates. According to his online resume, he leaves the company in January of 2016. In December, the, the timeline kind of jumps a little bit, obviously. So a couple months after that, after, taking, after moving to Houston... Um, in December of 2013, the St. Louis Board of Police Commissioners reaches a $900,000 settlement ending the lawsuit filed on behalf of Smith's daughter, which to me, if you just look at that point, is almost an admittance of something happening <laughs> that's not like the... I, well, it's kind of standard procedure in order to is. prevent further litigation. Right. And uh, to me, I don't, I don't go down that road just because we see that happen with politicians all the all time. The time. They're being investigated yeah. unless there's something wrong. Yeah, and they say, like, listen, this just just pay it off. It does more damage. You do have to keep in mind, like, sometimes, yeah. I yeah. guess that's Sometimes it's not the case. Um, uh, so, okay, so now we're going to insert, I guess, a, or ABC is going to insert the Ferguson thing. And and I think it's a, it's good to to know that right after, a few months after this happens is when Ferguson happens. Yeah, right. because I mean, all these, I mean, these protests now aren't just about right. the, Smith. They're about every other about everything. shooting. Yeah. So on August 9, 2014, Michael Brown is fatally shot by police officer Darren Wilson in the St. Louis suburb of Ferguson. The killing of the black unarmed 18-year-old by a white officer and the November 2014 grand jury decision not to indict Wilson sets off sometimes violent unrest and leads to scrutiny of the police department. That seems like a pretty nice way of dusting yeah. that one. A little off. understatement. There, I think. There Every was a now lot. and again, someone got, you know, right. Attacked. No, there, Every there now was, and again, stores gas and gas would stations get burned down. Burned down. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so in May, on May 16th, 2016, Joyce announced first degree murder charges against Stockley. She cites new evidence, but doesn't disclose what it is. Stockley is arrested at his home in Houston. He is freed from jail after the St. Louis police officers association, the union representing most St. Louis police officers posted a $1 million 
or one hundred thousand dollars of his one million dollar bail. So the St. Louis Police Department bailed him out after right. he got, or not the police the, the department, U- police the union yeah. association, right? Um, and here's where Stockley gets clever. In in June in July of 2017, Stockley waives his right to a jury trial in favor of a bench trial. Veteran St. Louis Circuit Judge Timothy Wilson is appointed to hear the case. On August 1st, 2017, Stockley's trial begins with a crowd of spectators so large, several people have to be turned away. That's a nice tidbit <laughs> of information. August 9th, the trial ends, but Judge Wilson gives attorneys from both sides until August 18th to file post-trial briefs. On August 28th, a group of about 50 activists who support Smith's family gather on the steps of the courthouse where the trial was heard and threaten significant civil, civil disobedience if Stockley is acquitted. Organized say that they'll shut down highways, Lambert Airport, or downtown businesses. On September 15th, a few days ago, Wilson announces a not guilty verdict. Protests break out. Right. And we that's, saw that. That's where we are right yeah. now. We saw that yeah. coming because I follow Greitens, mm-hmm. on, you know, obviously our governor on social media. And he was like getting the National Guard ready. They came out. They Put did up whole... barricades. They, yep. uh, yeah. yeah. They did a whole they, thing. They told they uh, several, like, you know, you two and a bunch of contracts were canceled. They said the reason was they were told they wouldn't have the adequate police force to ensure their safety, a crowd that size. Right. right. And they were saying, like, hey, you know, we don't know how it's going to go, but just remember, no violence. Yeah, all we all knew yeah, how dude, it was going to go. Yeah. <laughs> Although, to be fair, too, like, with the exception, now, the, the night, so the... Verdict came out on Friday, and the initial protest, there was a little bit of vandalism done, but overall, like nothing, no, nothing compared yeah, to like the Ferguson type, yeah. right? Uh, of those were riots. These these were protests, and then there was a couple and, of bad apples. And before there the protest even yeah. started, I know his mother and I think a couple like clergymen were urging peace. Like they yeah. were urging people. So that was Some something they've been trying it to never push. Works. I mean, they do that every time. Whoever the, no, the there's always going to be nothing. The, yeah. the, the family was urging peace, but right. like there was well, a no, lot. Yeah, the there was clerg- a, yeah, you're true, there was right. a lot of controversy in St. Louis over the last couple of weeks because the clergy was out. The St. Louis clergy members were out saying, "If you acquit this guy, there will the, there will be blood on your hands." Yeah. That's not them calling for peace. Like, yeah, that, right. that's inciting. And so, and I do think that that there's a problem with that. I don't I don't care what your organization is. No organization should go out and be like, "Hey, are you pissed off? You should break shit." Like <laughs> that, that's irresponsible yeah. from any We're organization. We're trying to strong arm strong arm any type of judicial right. committee that's coming up with I, that with. You can't say like, well, you need to to go in our now, way. That, or, now, are they really saying that though? Like, they're not calling for yeah. violence. They're just saying there's going to be violence. violence. And right. You know it because yeah. of what you're about to do. Yeah, that's fair. Again, yeah. To me, it's like you can't. It's that the conversation we had. Like, uh, well, what are you trying to accomplish? I hope, I hope someone kills the president. You know, yeah. that's you're allowed to say that. It's not calling for violence, right. but it's questionable. Yeah. Straddling exactly. a line. Now, this is one case where I think that it, the evidence was more overwhelming than usual. Yeah, I mean, that like this dude was in the wrong. When That's my look, personal belief. When you going look into it. at the when you look at the video, come the fuck on, right? <laughs> like, dude, the fact that he had multiple personal guns in his right. car, which was against department policy, to me, like, it may not be against the law because you hear you hear gun people making that point. Well, it's not against the law. Like, yeah, okay, it's, it's not, not against the law it, to own the gun. I think it is against it. We well, yeah, well, have it an open carry. Against, no, it at wasn't the time. against the law for him to have it, according to 
police officers who have been interviewed, which, okay, duh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's apparently it's not against the law to have it. It is against it is against department policy to have well, yeah, it, though. They yeah, because they give you the way gun. he was breaking. Yeah, and that was your point that you had said a couple of days ago. It was like, if you need an AK-47, I'm pretty sure they'll hand it to you. Yeah, like, we, <laughs> we saw yesterday a, a guy yes, with a sniper rifle. Right. They have the equipment. Yeah, yeah. So, which was crazy. So, but the, the <laughs> idea so that, like, there, there's several things in this that, that, to me, the odds just stack up against Stockley so much. Oh, yeah. Um, now, there is fa- a chance there's, there's a chance that he could be innocent, but the odds of it are just so astronomical. Well, that- there's, there's too many holes in the story, right? So, like, he gets out of the car, and he starts shooting. If you watch the video, I'll link to the video in the comment section on iTunes and Google Play. Um, not safe for but, work. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, not it's, it's definitely not. Um but if you watch the video, you see that when he gets out of the car and starts shooting into Smith's car, his partner, who should also be on edge because of the same threat that's being exer- right. exerted upon both of them, it doesn't even reach for his gun. Like, he never yeah. reaches for his gun, which to me, like, draws into question, was there actually a threat? Because only one of you seemed to be threatened by, right. by what was well, happening. Well, they said that And the one shot. that was threatened was the one who said, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. Right. Did well, he say guy? Did he use the N word? Yeah, he didn't use the N word. I did, did not. not see that was the, okay. Yeah, that must have been like it. I saw it early on, but I think I it was from it too, a but yeah. reputable source. I think that it was because um, I had seen that too floating around like Twitter or Facebook or something, mm-hmm. and I just think that was one of those rumors that just kind of or a game of telephone yeah. where yeah, kind of took on its now, own thing. But everything said, I've seen was well because I know especially when certain white people like to report on it, we won't use the words. Sometimes <laughs> people will just interject and right. they, what they think is an awful and, they, and yeah, you know, the next level. And then they think, right. well, well, then that must well, be Well, and it. that's where yeah. I was because I had heard both accounts and I was telling you during the week that like yeah. I need to see what's behind that expletive because the right. way the media keeps putting it up, it's I'm going to kill this expletive and I've heard one person say it was this word and I've heard another person right. say it was this term and I need to know. And if you say mother expletive, then you can kind of fill in <laughs> yeah, that. Or expletive hyphen expletive. We know yeah. we can fill in the gap there, right? Yeah, but so apparently give me one letter and a bunch of stars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> right, do I it like it. my phone's auto talk feature when I text. <laughs> right, right. God, it's annoying. But, so, so apparently he came up and shot him very close range. They said it was like six, six inches. inches. Yeah. yeah, which is unheard of. Most gunfights take place, I think, yeah. seven to ten feet. At yeah. least, even yeah, and again, even still, there is a chance you get up there and all of a sudden he's reached for the gun. He claims that he, uh, the reason why his DNA was on it and not the other guy was because he he in the heat of the moment he just grabbed it and tossed it away so that he couldn't get to it. See what I had heard was that at least in uh, 2013 or whenever he was questioned the first time that the and this this may be wrong. This could like. Whoever reported it Brandy could have had, rumors. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but fake news. What I had heard was the reason that he claimed his his uh, fingerprints were on it was because he unloaded it, and so whether okay. or not it was in the heat of the moment that he picked it up, or no matter what, then you have been trained shittily. Um, <laughs> because well, I mean, is it department policy? Like you see in the movies when they shoot someone, they'll kick the weapon away. Like yeah. I, right. it does you seem don't like touch it. With, you're but car, again, you can't really kick it. You shot him six times. I don't know that he's going to be able to grab for the gun. Yeah. I think he's, he was pretty much dead on right. right away, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was dead before they opened up the yeah. the car so door he, and found the dead. gun. So um, yeah. again, to me, like that, I don't believe that that's what happened. But I'm not going to say that that 
couldn't have no, happened. No, I, yeah, yeah. In my gut, moment, I, I would do that. I would probably grab the gun and be like, no, screw this, get out of here. Right. But I don't believe that this guy did that. I think that he went the other route. Right. So, But I have well, seen some reports where they're like, no, that couldn't have happened. And the, well, yeah, the, it could. The other problem, too, that I have with it is immediately after Smith is shot dead, Stockley walks back to his patrol car and starts rummaging through a duffel bag. Yeah. Then he goes back to the car. Then he pulls out a yeah. gun. Whoa. With only his handprints well, on it, and he claimed and he was sleep. getting a medical, uh, like the emergency kit they get. But and right. I don't think there was any like evidence of him doing anything to Stockley, yeah, or to, to uh, Smith. Rather. No, yeah. no, not well, at all. Well, you're supposed to handcuff them. That's the standard procedure. Even if you've, sh- as soon as you've shot them, they still are supposed to be handcuffed. That's why you always see them handcuffing the dead people after they're done. Mm. That's just what they're supposed to do, or what they, the first thing they do. So I don't know if he did that, or if he went right back to the duffel bag. I mean, it like I don't know. From a gut feeling, it looked an awful lot like someone rummaging in their mind for a way out of this and planting a gun. Right. Yeah. And like, and now, it, I'm I have to bring it up, even though like it is nothing more than a conspiracy theory. But it just because of the way that I see this playing out, or that I feel like I just every the way everything looks. So you've got a guy now. Obviously, if let's so I know we can't do this, but let's take the hypothetical. Yeah, let's do the hypothetical (laughs) game that we like to play, and let's say that he did plant the gun, right? So that means that a gun in his duffel bag is an unmarked gun, unregistered, Right. right? Right, unregistered. So now you've got two other registered guns that are his and don't belong to the department. I would be interested in knowing the date that those were registered. Was yeah. Smith still alive when they were registered? We'll yeah. never know because the paperwork would always say it. And it, this is again conspiracy theory. Like right. I, this isn't this isn't <laughs> right. shit. But this is where my mind goes as somebody who goes. Well, if you can take the fact, if you can take it as fact that that this gun was planted, which you yeah. can't. If we're running that, idea, if, if we're, we're running, running that, that idea. then. You would also wonder about those other two guns because is this a is this a pattern? Yeah. Does this guy just plant guns on I, people that he kills? Yeah, is I find it suspicious that he had three guns on him. Like I'm assuming the the coincidence of him only bringing those guns on the day he shot someone. Like right. he carried those guns all the time. Right. right. Now so, again, they're claiming there's only two of guns that were his. The third were lumping in as being his, but there is a chance right, that it is right. the other guys. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. So so we're we're running that play in right. the, in that hypothetical and. There, there's nothing to back it up. So, like, obviously, right. we're not making any claims Which here. is so frustrating when you have video evidence that neither confirms nor denies conclusively Well, that one seems way to be the, the, the pattern here when it comes to the cops thing. It, the same we saw that with Philando Castile, where it was so, in my opinion, so obvious that he, the cop was in the wrong. Oh, yeah. But it says... Well, from the footage, you can't you can see Flando Castile, but you can't see what his hands are doing. So we're just going to side with the officer. Right? Yeah, it seems to be that the thing is since you don't have one hundred percent definitive proof, and even when you do half the time, they just go, "Well, there's still shadow of a doubt." So boom. Well, yeah, which doesn't work nearly that well for, for any else. drug con- conviction in the <laughs> no. world. No, no, we'll never get that uh, relief. No, and I think I think a big part of I think where the where I really feel for. It, for the sentiment of the community um, is that I I don't think, I think when you see this over and over again, like we had talked privately the other day and you know, we had kind of, you had said to me that what is the point of doing an investigation if we already know 
what yeah. the outcome is going to be. What the, and I always do. And, and I this, do think the statistic I read was 99% of police in 2015 got off. I don't know if that's accurate, but I, it, I think it's, it's easy to I believe. It's, yeah, I don't, it's got to be very high, which just automatically speaks to can't it can't be in, true yeah, justice. In, if you look at 100% of these types of cases, that in every single instance, nobody that has a badge did anything wrong right, or anything yeah. far enough past the line. Like You can't – mistakes are made, and it can be as simple as a mistake. Darren Wilson may not have been a racist looking for a black guy walking down the street right neither then that is very possibly and probably true of jason stockley too yeah um to me the racism thing doesn't come into this as much to me it's just this this epidemic it feels like of police killing Young black guys, and yeah. then the the judicial people, system, yeah, and people in general. And, yeah, yeah, and St. Louis is particularly bad because we have one of the oh, highest yeah. murder you rates. Cannot tell in, me, if not the highest. You cannot tell me. There's a lot of crime in St. Louis. You know? Yeah, so, like that just breeds the bad but situation. But I think we're one of the worst way, cities for murder. In, in the same way that you look at the the Michael Brown thing, and you saw that, like, oh, it didn't like there was the grand jury and like there was never even a case and Darren Wilson was just acquitted and whatever. And then you, you flash forward to this and you see what appears to be a city cop waving his right to a trial to have a city judge decide his fate, knowing that he he would never know, knowing that he would never send him to a city jail with the people that he arrested. And yeah, this was his last. I can't imagine cops get an easy treatment in jail. And that looks pretty fucked up to me. Yeah. Um, it does. So, you know, I now on the same respect, like you understand the frustration, you understand the anger. And from me, from my perspective, it's hard for me to go stop breaking windows. That's what I believe. <laughs> but I understand why you're pissed. Like, yeah. it, you know, it. how many times, how many pol- how many people don't get held accountable and you just sit back and go, yeah. well, the- especially when you hold the, that very same community accountable for minor drug like. Drug and infractions you know, right. or, or jaywalking. Well, that's what you, you know. hear all the time. It's like, oh, don't break the law. It's like, fuck you. You speed. Yeah. How, how, like, who hasn't seen a cop not using a turn signal? Well, and or here's, here's an idea that. Oh, it's fine though. Here's an idea that I <laughs> like, that popped into my who head. Who is last night? Um, so you hear from the people that from avid cop police supporters, and when I say that, I mean. The police they will just can, support them. Yeah, the police can do no wrong police supporters, right. those guys. They put their they life on the job. line. Yeah. Um, those guys will tell you, well, the community just doesn't respect the police. And, and what I would say to that is that that is probably true. There's a reason for that. Yeah, there but is. But I would go because a step they don't further. respect the community. I would, right. That's the step I would go, yeah. is that it's a mutual thing. And it's a, the, it's a the chicken in the egg. We don't know who right. did what first, but I know there's always been police brutality. I don't think yeah. – I think a lot of police officers don't like the community that they're serving. And mm-hmm. I think that that's – I think an evidence I think it of them. that. I don't know that if they 100% don't like the community. I think that they, they do. The problem is that I, when you have power, if you have a bad day and you want to take it out or you've seen things and you actually have dealt with really vicious scumbags for the, the past week and then now you just snap, right. you still well, got to be held accountable. Yeah. Like I said, when we make mistakes at our jobs, we get held accountable. Mm-hmm. If you kill someone and, oops, they had a banana, not a gun – that's a literal case. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. And you go, oh, well, I feared for my life. No, that you shouldn't be able to do that. If you right. mess up and someone dies, you should be held accountable and regardless. I think, but I think the thing we need to demand here is 
is a change to protocol on how they're trained to deal with people. I mean, they get like, like six months of training anyway. Yeah, <laughs> they're, not, they're not trained on de-escalation. They're right, trained gotta... as if they're soldiers, and then you have a soldier's mentality. And, yeah. you know, it's, if I give you a hammer, every problem is a You need more training to be a hairdresser nail. than a police officer. It doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah, right. But <laughs> it's the way it is. Yeah. And it, I... it seems to attract a certain type of person, someone who, yeah. like, craves power. You don't get into it if you're really big into uh Well, not when you well, know, know, well, when you well, know my... that on the other side of the application is a license to kill anybody <laughs> you don't fucking like <laughs> yeah. because well, you were that, scared. Yeah, I, I think that you're projecting a very nefarious type of personality onto every cop that I don't want to do. I think that No, no, but I think it's I the will. training. It's the way they're taught yeah. to see the world, and it should be different. They should be taught de-escalation of situations, you know? Well, and again, they, they are taught that it just depends it, on do they do it every time. And yeah. They don't, and whenever they don't do it every time. And then time. I think it becomes a very much an us versus them mentality. Yeah. I think, too, that there's, like, I think that you're right. I think all of that plays into it and the, the way that their job is gone and the people mm-hmm. that they've interacted with. But I also think, too, that, like, if you pull somebody over for not signaling, the, I feel like a lot of police officers have this you've done something wrong, I have to figure out what it is. Right. So, like, you didn't signal, where's the heroin? What? Like, (laughs) that's an overreach, and there was no reason to take it to there. And I've actually had that happen to me. I have. Several years. Heroin, but. (laughs) I did. Several years ago, it was, like, Halloween, and I had, like, a great porn stash going on for my Halloween costume (laughs) and, like, some baggy-ass sweater on. And I looked, like, I was. Shady. Yeah, I did look (laughs) shady. And it was midnight, and I was coming back from the dark night. Your old car wasn't. Right, yeah. my My old car was a hoopty, so, you know. (laughs) Like, so like, but I was profiled based on that. I turned into it, my, my dad's neighborhood to Mm -hmm. drop off my brothers who were young at the time. And this cop had his lights on before he was, and the first thing he said was like, First of all, he he lied. My my my. Tag, my crowds are the biggest ever. Yeah. Your <laughs> my my tags were not expired, which is why I did not get a ticket for that at the end of this scenario. But like he's serious, he he pulled me over. He didn't know why he pulled me over, and it was November second. He and my plates had to be renewed at the end of the month, and he was like. Um, he was like, your, your tags are expired. They expire on November 1st. I was like, no, they don't. They expire on the 30th. He was like, where's the heroin? <laughs> what? <Whoa. laughs> like, and I, I think we've all had I think he was just jonesing. He just wanted it fixed. <laughs> yeah. Give it to me. Yeah. Come on. If I make enough outrageous claims, someone will admit to something. <laughs> right. And, and it's back then, gonna I, go. I was younger, and I was more of a, I was more of a fucking in the self-righteous freedom fighter right. in my head. I was like, no, no, I won't tell you anything. <laughs> you have no reason to be here. Lawyer. Yeah. Lawyer. Like five cops later. And I like, have rights. And ah. I was fine. Like <laughs> five cops later and an hour and a half and they were like, dude, just go home. So like, I did make this worse. So like, I get it. But like, right. there, but there was no reason for that to be the start of our conversation at right. all. Um, and so I think that in, in a lot of instances that you get those guys, those yeah. guys that want to find something and are going to find something well and those experiences coupled with the more extreme experiences or, right. or instances like the the stockley and wilson and oscar grant and all, and all and of this stuff all these other people um, well, it was like they said with philando castile he was pulled over 54 times in the past year and a half yeah right. and like, i don't know speaking as obviously. a white person in uh, a city that's pretty racist i have been pulled over once in the last four years yeah yeah and yeah. i know for a fact i speed all the time what right. was my well i have a, i don't get pulled over now that i drive my Lincoln but when I drove my truck and a friend of mine his dad worked for the police force and 
the, anyone who knows my old truck, this thing was just littered in stickers and bumper stickers, and it just looked like a goofball truck. Yeah. But he laughed so hard when I pulled up with that. I was like, what are you doing driving around with that 20-hour car? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, himself, as a cop, that's their term for it. It's, we call those 20-hour cars because we can just pull you over and keep you there for 20 hours because we're going to find something. <laughs> so, like, I knew that going into it. Right. And sure enough, I used to get pulled over constantly. Now that I drive the Lincoln, not so much. Yeah, right? I, now I, when I do. purposely don't put bumper stickers because I just don't want to cause it. You're going to yeah. anger somebody. But, I but again, that goes into I, I, profiling the poor. People right. that have poorer cars, they say, yeah. oh, let's pull that guy so over so we can when, get them. So to bring it full circle, I think that when you take those experiences and then you couple them with ex- with these, these big stories where mm-hmm. nobody is ever held accountable, it makes sense why the community doesn't have a lot of respect for yeah. the police because the police don't have a lot of respect for the community yeah. and most yeah. people so, that i talk to that are not older like everyone that seems to be like 40 plus is like i love the cops and they do they are all white yeah <laughs> and, right. and that everyone who's our age younger all of them say i don't like them well not i think it's I also like a them, generational thing like we tend to have our generation tends to have more friends who are minorities we tend to yeah we've I mean, i've been driving around with friends who are black and been pulled over and then seen the uh, can the i see his when, license what? yeah right <laughs> like yeah. But then I've been pulled over with yeah. my white brother, and, you know, they treat us much differently. Yeah. Right. So, so, yeah, I don't know. I just think, to me, to me, the whole we'll, – we'll see what happens. So far, as as far as the process has gone, there was a little bit of violence last night, Saturday night. Yeah, um, it was more – well, like, the first night there was two – the mayor's house. Mayor's house was surrounded. A couple of uh, windows broken. Yep. Uh, pepper sprayed came from the police. A couple of police officers, I think, ten ended up going to the hospital. Nothing serious, though. Uh, there I heard was, one was a was jaw. There, there was a couple of more serious injuries. Yeah, there was like nothing was life threatening. No one was shot, there, I believe. No, no. there was a possible, stuff. possible broken jaw, and then I think a dislocated shoulder too. So obviously, like that's not it's, good. That sucks no, if that's I'm, you. Yeah, and nobody's condoning that. No, nobody's no. condoning violence yeah. against the community or against the, pol- the so, police. It just. It just you have to understand from an outsider's perspective. If you're not listening this to is, this in St. Louis, if you're not listening to this in a community where this has happened, you have to understand yeah. where these people are coming from. This shit happens here's, all the well, time. Well, and what's weird is how self-contained that. it is. Is yeah. that we live? I mean, personally, I live in a community that's not far away from this, maybe twenty minutes, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's a world different away in the mm-hmm. the amount people earn. Yeah. You know, it's it's upper lower class, lower upper middle class. Yeah. I don't know where exactly, but. Well, especially St. Louis, like I said, there's, there's literal pop- streets where it's like, this is the poor street, this is yeah, the rich yeah. street. Yeah, it's the, the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, you're always going to get that. The, my problem with that, because I, I keep hearing that sort of um, argument where they say you have to understand where the protesters are coming from. Where I disagree with that is that when I go, look at the protesters, I may understand it. I may know this is the reason behind it. But the fact that they're breaking things and doing stuff is so destructive and to, to their into, cause yo, even though yeah, i agree with it is. and people it that don't have is. anything to do we um multiple restaurants along delmar windows smashed none of those people have anything to do with it they're not police officers these mm-hmm. people don't have the i guess bravery to just march up to the the courthouse <laughs> or somewhere where they're well defending it with the national yeah. guard because they have well, huge weapons i yeah. do which is why we saw them at the mall yesterday because they just they thought well right. downtown we'll a blockaded right. we'll go somewhere where they don't have it right? Yeah. right which was an insane showing i just want to point out and thank jim for his comment jim said that uh like pointed out that shooting at a fleeing car is it's right. not, it's very irresponsible. Like, you've got yeah, bystanders, and obviously exactly. I'm jumping back into the Sackley thing because I saw the comment there. But um, he, he makes a good point. Life's not a cop show. 
So yeah. don't fucking shoot at a fleeing car. That's <laughs> a very right. good point. I do want to, and as much as I hate when people blame media, part of me thinks that because the CSI t- shows always show the same type of person as the suspect, right. the cop acting is this Clint Eastwood, <laughs> dirty, right. hairy, and getting right. away with it. Yeah. I mean, cop shows constantly show the cops breaking protocol. Right. And right. it's become embedded in us. Yeah. In the way that every jury yeah. wants to know where the microfibers are now, you know, because they don't understand my, how DNA so works. My so problem we, is that you need to do it in, a, in the right way. So I might be sympathetic to the protesters, right. but I can't say that what they're doing is, well, and is what's, good. And what's unfortunate too for the people on Delmar who had their who had their shit broken, their windows broken last night. Which, if you were watching on, I'm the, sure people in Delmar agree with the protesters. Oh they're yeah, super it's very liberal. And, yeah, they're super <laughs> most liberal. Hipster. And they might be changing their opinions. And there's now. a lot of ethnic places that are like own. You know, there's a lot of. If uh, you were well, and the hookah bar got yeah busted up, which and, you know they did nothing to. That's almost if, kind of racist. If you them. were Watching the the feed that I was, if you were following us on Facebook last night and Twitter, I was I kept posting um, the feed from local news. So and every time it went off, I would try to find a new feed um, so that I could keep that going as long as I had access to it last night, so that people could see what was happening on Delmar. And what was crazy was the amount of time it took to smash up the windows in in the loop. Everything it was yeah. almost over. Like everything was gone. <laughs> there was like fifteen people left, and somebody picked up a trash can yeah, off the, and trash then can. just like ran down the side of the road, smashing Which windows. I, and part of it, I hate the headlines have been protest turned violent, and which is yeah. kind of misleading. 90% of the protesters were peaceful. Right. They yeah. came, they protested, they went home. And yeah. it was just that the rowdy people at the there end was who a wanted thou- to stay. There was a right. thousand people down there last night, and their organizer at 10 o'clock said, okay, go home. And they all did. And 20 <laughs> people stayed behind, a few of them just to film everything that was going on. And then by the end of the night, by the time that the window smashing started and the violence actually started, mm-hmm. there was about, like, at least from what I could see, it only seemed like 10 people left. Like, yeah. there was a big line of cops. There was a bunch of people standing off to the side. Some of them, I think, were from the local businesses, the restaurants and bars, that just the police to... weren't allowing them to get back to their cars because there was a standoff between, like, I don't know, five to ten protesters and then a line of cops and then a bunch of people that were either standing off filming it on their phone or, you know, they couldn't get back to their car so they had to stop um, and stand on the sidewalk. But all of that destruction was created by 1% of the people that showed up last night. Yeah, again, the the bigger problem also is that there's people who are sympathetic to that and saying, well, that's what we have to do. Right, yeah. No, you don't. don't. What are the movements that worked? Gandhi, peaceful protest and all that. You look back to Martin Luther King. The reason that they worked was because they brought sympathy in. Yeah. They allowed people to, they addressed the the problem, and that's what I hear a lot is like, well, when Black Lives Matter blocks a road and does this, they're creating right. Uh, well, think about even know, a more attention. recent example than it's that. Negative attention, the, though. The, the more recent example of that is the the whole gay rights movement. You didn't see a bunch of ten years ago when things were still progressing. When Shepard was murdered, and you know, right? You yeah. didn't see a flip see, of that of them going out and murdering. Yeah, straight Elton people. John wasn't out there going break windows and burn buildings. Like, yeah, until we get it. You got to bring people like, and there's a, there's a right way to do it, and there's a wrong way to do it. When you block a road, you, you well, we're bringing attention, negative no, attention. No, what you have Everyone's to do disagreeing is disagreeing with you. You want people to agree with you. You have to see, like with the, the 60s civil rights movement, you have to see the cops spraying them with water hoses with them right. sitting peacefully. You have right. to see, like, this is what we're mad about. Right. And, and now they, the cops. Especially a lot of white people aren't seeing it because they've never seen it because they don't, they're not black. They haven't, they right. don't believe it happens. 
Right. And the police officers they encounter are friendly because, you know, if right. you police a friendly neighborhood, you don't have problems right. typically. Right. Well, we can all agree on you know, how prevalent or disagree on how prevalent it is and all of that. But I do seem to there seems to be those two extremes where the, the young people that I talk to are just like, no, it's happening every day, all the time. Every cop is racist, which isn't true. And then you have the older white people that are just like, the cops are here to protect us. And everyone who gets hurt by them just yeah, deserved it. And it's you, like, no, dude, because you're old and white. <laughs> so I thought Bernie Sanders made you old and Republican. Right. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but. But yeah, I I don't know. We'll obviously keep. We're, this is a story that hits very close to home for us. It's we've one seen, I don't see it being over. No, we've seen this. We've seen this multiple times here in St. Louis. I really, th- I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think our city can take credit for Black Lives Matter because right. but again, like, what yeah. have they? It's been three years. What have you accomplished? We blocked a lot of roads. Everyone hates you. Like they say, well, the the movement is growing. Well, yeah, not everybody hates them because a lot yeah. of them are out in the fucking yeah. streets with them. Yeah, but so. still, I, but I I still sympathize yeah. with them. And I, while I you were, I cannot. I do. I just cannot at all. I do. Like I, I said, do. I gave them a chance. I agree with what they're trying to do, but I can't agree with. Well, it's the same way. I I support the spirit of Antifa. But you're fighting fascism. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. See, I, 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 I might never, I might ever. disagree <laughs> on your tactics. I draw the line. A I will not support Antifa at all. F- Antifa, I don't. I don't support them. I support their, but I even that, initial, that like, yeah, because I know as a conservative, I get called a fascist constantly. Well, just beat them up. And it's like no, you can't. So no. I think that the amount of fascists that they've probably actually fought against is like point zero three percent. Right. Like the most of the majority are just people that disagree with well, them. And they're the, just like them up. The, what's funny too is that like they're fighting fascism with Not fascism in a lot of you know, yeah, bet, that's probably the only fascist they've really fought is when they mistake their own guys for a fascist right. and then beat oh, themselves up. Ben Shapiro's up. here. Let's not let him talk. Like that's right. that's some dumb, like that's Shapiro doesn't say anything crazy. Like he's not a Milo Yiannopoulos. You can disagree with him. Yeah, but he's coming from a point of like this is what I believe, and I'll tell you why. Right. You know. So you know, I don't know. I I wouldn't go so th- so far, but I think that I think that as as far as this story goes, we're gonna we're gonna stick with it. We're gonna keep. I updating just, yeah um, it just blows my mind that no one on all of these protesters for for all these years can't think of anything constructive to do like well because i mean sadly the only constructive thing is the protest and it's not an instant it's not even constructive it's like, not i mean it is if you if this <laughs> amount of people showed up every day and and shutting and shutting down the businesses yeah it, after a month they would start we would start to see change after a year we'll yeah, see, yeah after, I, we haven't even gotten into that we can kind of wrap up this segment with that little point but the economic toll that this has taken on st louis it's been significant it's not hurting the cops though it's not, not but I mean, how long until the mayor has to start thinking about like how oh, my long, city yeah. is dying? How long until the white people have to start thinking, "Holy shit, we're not like able how many to white people are upset that you two are yeah, coming?" But, then, but even then, to me, that that seems like a poor solution as well because now you're strong arming the judicial system to just come to the conclusions you want. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe this guy, the Stockley guy, is innocent. I don't think so. Okay, but, I but think, what if he is? Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm thinking that this is no on a bigger level than Jason Stockley. Like, what you need to do is strong arm the judicial system into re, into holding police accountable well, for their actions. What, the, what you ultimately need well, to do is you need to make like, them too scared to let these guys off because they know what's going to come. I don't right. want to make anyone too scared. I want the police to just to be able to hold themselves accountable. So the judicial system doesn't have much to do with it, except for in this case. But you'll do. never have the police hold themselves accountable you need an independent you've got to find a way to you need an independent agency on every right. single and we of have one in internal affairs but they're not yeah. as we've seen they're not successful they're, they're either find too corrupt to... or they're too nice or they're right. too lenient because yeah. you can have because debbie wasserman schultz can work for the dnc and then get and then be let go <laughs> and then wind up on hillary clinton's campaign in 24 right. hours that's what the police are doing right the police yeah. are the, the 
police take you've care of their own. You've got to find a way to. It's a brother. It's a brother. Find a way where the pro- protest affects that. The problem is that they're not. They're saying, "Well, we're but just then, hurting the everyone what, economically." But is there just, anything you can do that would hurt the police? That is um, that's lawful. Is. Stop well, hitting tickets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, I mean, they have all the power. We have no power. That's yeah. kind of what they're, they're protesting about you is gotta, that we have no rep- repercussions. Well, I think the best when they way treat to us do badly. Is, is you have to you have to protest at the police stations peacefully. I think that you don't attack the cities and in the economic areas and things like that. You need to work to bolster up the economic areas. You also have to maybe know, sign petitions that say we're going to take more tax dollars away from the cops. Yeah, and do that. Yeah. Target some of these laws yeah, that like. That's actually the, the those are that's a good platform. Get to, get the people behind that, not just well, let's just block a road. Yeah, because it, because I mean I do think that that's a good point because when you do the whole. You two and Ed Sheeran are canceling concerts. You're costing the city millions of dollars say, in revenue. Take that. All what? of all of the people that already don't understand your cause are going. Well, now you're just if, out here costing money. If, if anything's going to turn white girls against the the Black Lives Matter <laughs> canceling Ed Sheeran's concert, <laughs> I, know. Right. I hate right. this now. Yeah. So, so again, you've got to hit. If you want to see the cops be held accountable, you've got to find a way to do that. Don't which, just. I wish they would have these protests more like election based, or, or more focused yes. on the politics and like, okay, this is what you need to do. You need to get registered to vote. Yeah. You need to uh, vote on these elections when these laws come up. We need a petition to exactly. change these laws. Exactly, and that takes time. And I think and it, that, it takes organization. You have yeah. to have, you know. People... But I think people just have like that knee jerk reaction, and especially in in our generation, that's just that instant gratification where they just want things to be better now. Yeah, it's right. like you have to work for it. Well, we don't want to. Right. <laughs> like, no, we want it tomorrow. We just want to block the road. That'll help. Well, and. I do think no, the first thing they tried to do too was get on a, a exit or an entrance ramp to a road and got turned away by police. Right, and they're like, no, nah, their dude. first thought was block a road. The right. police it's like, it did. Help. It's it's weird to have this conversation because on one side of the conversation, you you kind of chastise the police and you say like, well, you you aren't being held accountable and we need to fix that. But then on the other side, you have to go, well, are they handling the response to this well? Because you still want yeah. them to do that. Yeah, so, I, I think they, I think ultimately, and I it's think like, they have too. It's like yeah. when someone yells at a fast food worker. You really should be mad at like their boss for not allowing enough money. The people who own the place. We should be mad at the people yeah. setting these laws and right. letting this go on and yeah, not fixing right. it. Because the police are just they're told they have a job and they're told to do it and they think they're serving, you know, this oath they took. And right. You gotta remember that we get to vote on this constantly. Every single election and there is there is some sort of measure. So low in exactly. non presidential elections. There's always a measure saying, Hey, do you want to fund the police more? I always vote no because yeah. I don't like where the tax dollars are going. Yeah, yeah although I think it's the same thing with schools, though. If you take away money, it's just going to become worse, I feel, I fear, at least. Yeah. I think, um, but yeah. you do have to change right, the, because, some regulation. Yeah, yeah, because they're still going to use that money for new guns. They're just going to cut skimp on training. Yeah. Right? The yeah. Way, but that's the way I feel like the military budget can be cut and we can cut redundancies and not lose safety while still saving money. I think right. there's too right. much oversight. There's too much waste that needs to be addressed. Yeah, yeah. There, there is. And again, when the police can, you know, investigate themselves and whatnot, first you got to stop that. Then you got to hit them where it hurts. It, it, it's got to be the tax revenue. It's got to be voting. We have power. We don't use it. Yeah. You know, we say that the cops have all the yeah, power, but it's really need, not true. Yeah, we need it. We need you put, put to be collectively we have power. Yeah, when that's you the protest, problem. <laughs> when you protest illegally, so you block a road, you have just given them all the power because yeah. now they clearly do have power over you. You're right. breaking the law. That's their job is to enforce the law. We just need to change the laws. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't. I don't disagree with you. So obviously, we'll uh, we'll keep you up to date on this story. I have a feeling we'll be talking about it more. 
Um, and I, <laughs> I have a feeling we'll be doing more uh, more stuff on Facebook with it too. So um, as, as I said in my update last night on Facebook, well, I will keep a feed anytime that there's a feed to this story. Anytime I I got people on you know people on the street that are streaming it live on YouTube or uh, or anytime I see like a news organization streaming it, I will and keep this. Yeah, these we streams may updated. try to get down there in the next couple nights. Depends on. <laughs> We right. Yeah. Really we, don't want to join and get down to something violent. But. We, we have to. <laughs> we'll we'll work out the logistics and scheduling and whatnot. Um. But yeah, I think uh, I think that'll that'll wrap this one up for at least at, for at least right now. Hopefully, so. it doesn't get worse. Right. 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 For President Trump, a new emphasis on working with Democrats on tax reform and other issues, despite sharp differences in the past. If you look at some of the greatest legislation ever passed, it was done on a bipartisan manner. Immigration was the focus at a White House dinner the president hosted for Democratic leaders Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. I think we're fairly close, but we have to get massive border security. But Democrats are only willing to go so far. That does not include support for a border wall with Mexico, says Schumer. Look, I made it so, so clear to the president that there is not going to be a wall. At one point he said to me, go easy on the wall. I said no. Many Republicans oppose the president's outreach to Democrats, which began with an agreement last week to put off fights over the budget and raising the debt ceiling. After the failure to repeal and replace Obamacare, the next goal is tax reform says House Speaker Paul Ryan. All right, we're back. So, aside from protests going on all week <laughs> over the last couple of days, right. a few other things happened earlier in the in the week, one of which is that Trump has become a Democrat. Yeah, he has. <laughs> Reverted back to his natural right. form. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, he he really I mean, seemingly he really has become a Democrat. At least he's found friends with the Democrats. Right. And um, again, again, I don't just, think he's he's being that much of a Democrat, but why No, but people it's funny are to saying, say. Yeah, why people I still are don't endorse is. him. I'll I'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, he Got conservatives pretty upset with him because he decided to strike a deal with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Over on the, tea. Yep, on the hurricane relief, uh, basically allowing them, getting them on board to sign off on the relief, uh, but and for the debt ceiling, but only putting it out for three more months. Yeah, right. Until uh, what month is it? Uh, November. December, I right. think. Right. Yeah. Which year. which we talked about that one last week, and mm-hmm. then he had. And then he had a dinner this week with Democrats over was it tax reform? Tax reform, yeah. Um, and that's Which where is what he's trying to push. And that's and I, I think it also shows how much he does not like the people that he's had to work with, Republican wise. He had, he's they also oh, yeah. they he also had a meeting with them over infrastructure, I believe, this week yeah. with Democrats. Well, Which yeah. I think um, those two are, are problems that Democrats been right. screaming about. Yeah. Yeah. They so that with them Tuesday, Wednesday, and I heard that they were doing something either Friday or Saturday. Yeah, he is. Which I think that he's doing it for a couple of reasons. I think it's a challenge to Republicans like it's him yeah. calling them out and being like look you tried I'm, it I you know I've tried working with you and you clearly don't have your shit together you because they don't because yeah. they don't they, they it's kind of like throwing down the gauntlet can you work together better than right. the Republicans right. so um so yeah I mean that that's it's now really that been interesting yeah I don't know 
I still think it's it's kind of dangerous waters for him. Oh, it's super dangerous because yeah. he's he's, he's handing control to the Democrats. Yeah, um, and now they can come, like they've already said and he's basically like because the way that they're gonna take it, the Democrats, are, it's going to to them. They're gonna look at this as an opportunity to lead him down the path that they want him to go. Right, and because he's basically said. If you put something forward that I can agree with, I'll sign it. And that's not something that he's saying to Republicans anymore. Right. So Well, because they can't agree on anything. No, because yeah. they can't. And so <laughs> it makes total sense then why Republicans are upset, but they have yeah. nobody to be mad at but themselves, which we, we discussed so from last Trump, week. Trump's point of view, they had seven years of their screaming about repealing health care. He came in, gave them an opportunity, and they fumbled right. it. Right. I, yeah, of course the he's going to be mad. And the reason why conservatives are upset is, is twofold. One is because they, he handed Chuck Schumer the keys basically saying when December comes, he's also telling Republicans, you have until the end of the year to get something done. But by the way, I'm handing all the bargaining chips to the Democrats. Right. So that happened. That's yeah. not, it makes their job much more difficult and they already weren't producing results to begin with. But the big thing that has conservatives upset is DACA. So he came in and he did the whole thing. We covered the mm-hmm. DACA and everything. DACA has been so interesting for the last week too, because yeah. it's been on again, off again, on again, on again off again. again. Like, well, I'm getting so confused. The deal seems to be coming from with the Democrats is that he met with them and said, you know, yeah, I'm totally, I can totally be on board with getting DACA legislatively, not through mm-hmm. executive order, but we're gonna, I'm gonna need massive border security for it. Right. It's really the in. first time I've seen Trump making a deal while as president. However, yeah. what's interesting too though is a big in, deal at least. Yeah. You know. And one that seems like he could be successful. Here's, like yeah. he's kind of he, gotten Here's though why this has gotten confusing because when it when I say it's been on again off again, like in one sentence he's like, "All right, we're rescinding DACA." And like so it appears anyway that like DACA is going away. And then Two days later, he's like, but I i mean, Congress is going to fix it. So, like, yeah. now it appears the DACA is not going away. Wait a minute. Hold right. on. <laughs> then he works with Democrats, and Democrats come out and say, oh, we had a really good talk. We're going to get DACA done, blah, 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 blah. So it looks like DACA is not going away. And then he comes out the right. next day <laughs> and goes, because they said, because the, when Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer came out, they said, we're going to get DACA done. Yeah, don't worry about DACA. And we're not going to, we're not funding the wall. Mm-hmm. And then he came out 24 hours later and was like, no, they're definitely funding the wall. Like, what <laughs> yeah. is happening? No, the, the interview I saw with him was he basically said they're not funding the wall. Like he kept saying, the wall will come later. The wall is not going to be in any of these talks, but we're still pushing the wall. The wall will happen the right now. The wall won't happen. Now the big yeah. narrative with Donald Trump is we're renovating the wall. So we're, we're still building it. We're just building up the parts that are already there <laughs> right which is a bullshit excuse to oh yeah again I'm did you not know that, that there's guy. there's dry wood there like we're, we're <laughs> fixing that we're touching it up right termites are a big deal <laughs> right. illegal termites Putting some whitewash on that <laughs> <laughs> so that's the big and that's what's got conservatives and this is where i because constantly i bring up whenever say people say oh well the mainstream media is reporting that this is happening and i say yeah but listen to the people people don't give a shit about this this is another thing where all the conservative media is saying, we're done with Trump over DACA. We're burning our MAGA hats and all that. But then if you look at people who are interviewed, I, they're like, no, I don't care. Yeah, I yeah. don't know, though, if those people – I think you have to look at where people are being interviewed because I would bet if you asked, like, Southwestern Republicans yeah. how they feel about potential amnesty, which is how this is going to be built. That's how they do It's not amnesty. It, that's how it's going to be built. And that, that's that's what, how they say it. That's but what again, people that don't – 
know things that right. listen to the media are going to tea, think. Teabaggers are going to call it amnesty. Right. So what I'm saying is there's a lot of them in the South. And <laughs> when you – like I do think people that are affected – um, on a uh, like in real t- in real life in their lives by yeah. illegal immigration, people that actually have people like coming through their neighborhoods right. to from the border. Um, those types of people are going to look at anything that can be billed as amnesty as a. But again, but no, as not living I, up to your campaign. But that's why I think it was so important the timing. Like while he's working with Democrats, he also sends out a tweet. You know, criticizing the terrorist attack in London before we even have any concrete proof of it being right. Islamic, but he just goes ahead and assign that blame because it backs up his immigration, what he wants yeah. to change about, change about immigration. Right. How I feel about that is that you pretty much know at that point. It's not like this is a random thing that's happening in London. Like, whenever someone blows something up, you can probably assume that it's this. And they always get mad at him for rightly always saying that this is what it is. Yeah, but it's it's but a it's, dangerous it's like thing. Police... To, it's a dangerous thing to assume things, too, because you yeah. can assume that a Christian church get, that gets shot up is an Islamist terrorist, too, mm-hmm. if you want to be wrong. It could also be Go a back. crazy fucking right-wing guy shooting black people in, in South Carolina or, Right. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, by that know. logic, cops could say black people commit more crimes like, right. statistically, yeah. but we know that's not the case. It's not because oh, of something inherently and, wrong. Oh, it's because man. of the law stacked against right. them. This sucks because the I problem didn't. Is with I this, didn't put... It has all been terrorist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, except the Quebec guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it wasn't but, Islamic again, in yeah, any way. That's in that's on North yeah. America, and you know, when, you, when we're looking at uh, Europe, it typically is. Well, yeah, but know. then you know, you look uh, in America at least, mostly domestic. The guy who ran through the crowd wasn't. Affiliated with any yeah. church, I don't think. Mm-hmm. At least from what I read, he's just a crazy white right, guy. Right, just a crazy dude. Right. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying assuming is a dangerous thing because right. you can assume in Charleston it, or Char- Charlottesville right. is a good example uh, of that. When that happened, like we all Both had to, be, we all had to be really careful because that those are running through a crowd is a tactic you could expect from. Either extreme. Well, and Either both sides the, did it. They said no, it was a, a neo-Nazi. They said no, it was actually a protester, right? And, and, yeah. and it ended up being a neo-Nazi. Of right. course it did. But I mean, they, Snopes had an article about this about our Republicans with right wing more dangerous than the left wing. They statistically are the two most dangerous groups are Islamic the problem with fanatics the, and yeah. Republican. The problem fanatics. with that is they usually go by ten years, which I I have gone after uh, you for using that metric. I, no, because but that's what I not, saw, I just saw an article a couple of days ago that only did. Um, I want to say it was just 2015 and 16, and it showed that like 95 percent of of like any type of terrorism, mm-hmm. what would be labeled terrorism, yeah. was right wing. No, it, no yeah. it didn't. It didn't take because, out. Well, if you add in history, you go yeah. back in the like lynching. That was right wing extremism. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, but that's not a problem we're, we're dealing with now. Right. And that's I, why I don't like going back. Right. To and I get thing. that argument, but I, I'll send you the article. I'll try to find it. Early yeah, enough to link with to all it. the the but there protests and all the there was up something that I saw. There was something I saw that showed just the last couple of years because I get that like that's fair. Yeah. If you, you go back ten years ago, I they mean, didn't exist. You could be like, yeah, yeah. There's that whole argument of like, well, you know, T Rexes used to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. but in 2017, exponentially a problem. <laughs> you see Jurassic right. World? They still are. <laughs> they still <laughs> <Right>. are. <laughs> um, so you know, but it does seem it does. Here's the thing, and you can bring up your your point that we just talked about before we started recording. But the idea that um, would could Democrats get behind if it turns out that Trump is is more interested in in accompli- in 
getting something done and getting right. good press than yeah. than actually which side he is which side he's handing the keys to mm-hmm. is it possible for the democrats then if he switches over and he's just like fully embraces it is it possible for him to get support from like the democratic base maybe yeah. not it'll never happen but in a fantasy world i <sighs> I, d- I don't think I doubt he could. It. I, I yeah. really don't. I, I just don't see him ever settling down on yeah. his provocative. Here's the no, problem that I have with it. He's not being a Democrat. Like whenever people sit there, and this is what I don't understand with the conservative outlets that are so upset with DACA. We have jobs numbers that came out and said there are 6 million available jobs in America. Right. You're talking about 800,000 yeah. with DACA. There's more than enough jobs. On mm-hmm. top of that, he's if this is... Uh, they pivotal to the deal where he gets massive border security. That's something that we want. And the, the rest of it's inconsequential because, again, we have the jobs to support the DACA people. And they've been here for a, major- and they a majority of the pose no threat. On top of that, illegal immigration is down 75% since Trump's done it. On top of that, he's used ICE to deport a lot of dangerous uh, illegals. So it'll record over it, so we're good. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. But so to me, whenever they say, well, we don't like it. He's doing every. He's getting be. Republican things done. Every, but how much of that dislike is because uh, Trump turning to them is to because of their own failings. Yeah, it reflects on what they haven't been well, able to accomplish want, in eight months. If you look back at what Trump said during the campaign and everything else, he's never said, "I'm going to just do Republican things." I'm going to no. He make actually claimed he would. Yeah, yeah, he claimed that this he was going to do bipartisanship. Deal. <laughs> I mean, it took eight months for him to try to strike a deal with Democrats, but I think yeah. that's how long he gave them enough well, chances and, to try it. Republicans playing, kept failing. Yeah, and they were playing obstructionist as well. So now they've kind of oh, said, yeah. like, I well, mean, if we can... So do you th- how do you think the voter holds the two sides accountable here? Um, a, do you think that – do you think that – I'm going to post two scenarios here, and we can debate them, I guess, in order or whatever. Right. Um, but one, will Republicans – will Republican voters be – dissatisfied enough with the fact that their party could not get their shit together to work with their with their president mm-hmm. and vote them out and or and or will this be will they be mad at Donald Trump for working with Democrats enough to not turn out as much the next time so so start we'll start with the I mean, first one both yeah. could be likely but here's my thoughts on it first off when it comes to the polling that I have seen Yes, conservatives are upset with conservatives in Congress. Right. They probably will vote them out. I know me and you differ on what we think the outcome of that will be. I don't see an outcome where they end up accidentally getting Democrats to come into the in to replace them. I think they're just going to the people who run who say, Yeah, I'm cool with Donald Trump. I'm gonna work to get it his depends. Thing done. I think it they'll de- vote them in. I think it depends on the ground game when it comes exactly. to that. It always because does. Because when because yeah, you like to it's easy to think and it's understandable to think that like somewhere where Jeff Sessions gets elected you know, for eight terms in a row, that's probably a conservative thinking place, right? right? So it's going to be hard if they decide to vote somebody like that out, then that doesn't mean that they're going to switch to a Democrat. But here's the thing. If Democrats have a good enough ground game and go, this is a weak candidate that they're running now. And they try to pull the thing that they tried to do in Georgia a couple months ago with like the 30 year old kid that like they could, they could potentially, if not take those seats, they could make a run for those seats which yeah. would help their future strategy. But you could say that. I mean, to me, it's still, you have to win. So just being like, well, right. we got closer than ever. And no, no, still no, no, no. That, that's fair. But if it is true, if they see vulnerabilities in the candidates mm-hmm. that primary 
And Careful with that shaking, bro. Yeah, we'll oh. camera down. <laughs> you know my Italianness. You're gonna like, be slapping I, your I, shoe I, on the podium. Yeah, 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 just like hear me, hear me. The table over and over again. <laughs> Sorry, folks. The microphone didn't pick that up. The video definitely did, though. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that they, there's like potential for them to primary themselves into a spot where the Democrats on the ground in these places go look. They're they're uh they're running a, a sickling against us, like a craven. <laughs> a craven um, and again for twenty twenty usurper. Maybe. But again, when you look at the twenty eighteen field, more Democrats are up for re election than conservatives and the conservatives that are up for re election are in very solidly They're very entrenched I don't in there. I do not see a scenario where and I know that they keep saying it like, Oh, they're gonna win back the house and all this I do not see I don't that. Well, see it depends that. on how the next, you know, year plays out too. Yeah. We have a year to go and there's gonna be more scandal, there's but gonna be more the second part of that question, where you're talking about how Trump will, will Republicans just don't send any it. dick pics for the next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the next don't year. like any That's porn Anthony pictures. <laughs> right. Democrats, but <laughs> yeah, that, that's no. true. I mean, Ted Cruz just had his little faux pas. <laughs> yeah. Not very much different, <laughs> yeah. right? We'll go. We'll get to that, right? But yeah, to when the it comes second to, point for Donald Trump, all the polling that I have seen has basically said that again, the polls are wrong. That people, when you look at Republicans supporting him, his support has gone up. Um, just over all Republicans. When you look at people who voted for Donald Trump, they're st- he's retaining 90% of them. They like it. They he, he campaigned on I'm a deal maker. That's what he's doing right now. Again, these are good <laughs> deals that he's doing. We're cool with that. When it comes to – and now you've even seen his numbers rise a little bit with Democrats. So pe- I've seen people phrase that a lot saying, well, this is going – because they're burning their MAGA hats and all of that stuff. Like this is going to hurt him. I don't see it. But I don't see it at all. What I will say, it's, there seems to be more Democrats in the United States than because if his polling numbers are 37 percent approval, mm-hmm. and that's most of his base staying on, that means there's 37 percent of hardcore Republicans. So like, is <laughs> well, that mean there's 60 percent of Democrats or you know, 50 percent, 10 percent? I don't think that hardcore Republicans voted for him. I think that he brought in a bunch of people that were like myself that were independent. I think though a lot more people held their <laughs> nose than would tell you <laughs> that they held their nose and voted for him. Well, like, there are people. That did not like Donald Trump and did See, not want him to be the face of like there, Hillary Clinton. But, there is a time. Right, yeah. There is a, a possibility that both could happen. That the, these seats up in uh, the Congress can be changed, and right. they, they could also vote Trump out if, if stuff goes really bad. We could see well, everyone. Getting and even if stuff doesn't go really bad, you pointed out last week that like we don't know the roster yet. No, so, yeah. th- so there Whoever, could be there. Honestly, if, if you're being honest, and I think you will, that you. Mm-hmm. could see yourself in a position where if Cory Booker said all the right things, you could con- you could see yourself mm-hmm. considering a vote for Cory Booker. Yeah, like, I probably I probably I mean, wouldn't, if, even though I've said before that but like, that's, Cory Booker's a guy but I you're, might. But, you're, but my point, though, is like you were a Trump supporter. Right. But before you were a Trump supporter, you were a Bernie supporter. Right. So – it's not never say never. It's not a strange thing to right. have it's not be impossible true. To think well, they said that, that somebody that, better could come along, and even people who like Donald Trump go, "Yeah, I like him, but yeah. I like this better." Uh, again, if they put up the if the Rock turns Democrat and runs against like the president, <laughs> that's a if the Rock runs, I promise you that like. The sound bites and on this show will be the greatest oh! ever. Like, I just start <laughs> every fucking episode with that. Um, yeah. It will be it will be awesome. Again, I think that he's getting things done, and that's what I wanted to see. So I, I think it's going to be very hard for me to, to change mm. my vote when I'm seeing everything that I wanted to see happen. I disagree. I don't I don't agree with most of what he's done. Oh, I love it. I love almost everything that he's done. With a few things, he won't shut up about the wall. The wall's dumb. 
So I think that's dumb. But again, it, I don't like his LGB band. I mean, I don't know. It's just like but yeah, personal level. It's hard uh, to again. Say. Yeah, to me that was that's one where I personally don't see it. But again, he he didn't say I'm going. This is what I want to do. He said, "This is what people that are in positions of power in the military said we should do, and I'm going to trust them." But on I mean, it. they really did, didn't they? Come out and say that like the, generals were coming out and contradicting him yeah, right it after was that. A, yeah, it, to me, some. to me, the way that you spin it has a little bit of sugar sprinkled <laughs> yeah. on it because the way that it felt at the time when he did yeah. the ban but was we, he pulled a sentence out of something that could have been said at any point in time. Like yeah. he could have talked to a general in 1998. And they said that. And he's like, well, the generals told well, me. Well, I saw a, couple, a bunch of big generals that were saying, yes, this is what we want to do. Well, I did see a couple generals as well that were like, no, this is what we don't want to do. Right. So, also kind of mad that he would make that announcement via Twitter because it's not official. No, it's not. And we, and, But we have to treat it because it's the word of our president. Yeah. It's important to us. But yeah, it's, it doesn't seem to be important to vet his own thoughts sometimes. <laughs> no. <laughs> which is infuriating. Yeah, the Twitter thing doesn't bother me. I think you're going to keep seeing deals with – I think him and Chuck Schumer are, are going to – and Nancy he Lewis and Chuck Schumer were out. friends before, before yeah. this administration well, started. Did you see that hot mic moment when he yeah. said Trump likes and me? That was the only time a hot. The only time that a hot mic. The only the only time that a hot mic hasn't really caught something that was like scandalous though. I like know. he was basically just like, "Hey, yeah, this is what I told him." Which everything that he told him didn't seem schemey and seemed like yeah. he was like, "Hey, sometimes you get a step to the left and sometimes you get a step to right. the right." That you know, if you step only one way, you boxed yourself in. That's right. true. That's a good conversation. Yeah. I'm glad that they had that. Right. So also, I thought he could have been saying it more of like we like we're swaying him. Like he likes me. Like I'm in. Like right. I have, right I have now. I've got some some leverage influence. Here. Yeah. Because they said, and for Trump again, he knows how to use leverage. So he said the whole DACA thing. He knew that would be a big bargaining chip. Mm-hmm. He said, well, on top of it, I don't think that it should have gone through the executive branch. It should have gone through the legislative. So I'm going to allow Congress to do it, which is really him saying, I'm going to let Chuck Schumer step up. Now let's make a deal. And right. it looks like they've been making a good well, deal. Well, and you know that there are enough of those, um, you know there are enough of the John McCain's and Lindsey Graham's. I Graham's think John McCain is gone. Well, obviously because of the brain cancer. Right now, as far as DACA goes, there are enough Republicans yeah. that are moderate enough that they don't need the rest of, like, they don't need much. The Democrats need a handful of votes and they can and right. Trump will sign DACA. So and I think they have those handful of votes I think because they, do too. they definitely have just some moderate to, conservatives yeah. that they can work with. They just have to iron out the details of right. what is the security. But I there but the at least the conservative media had pushed it as like this was a bargaining chip so that he could get funding for the wall and well, he, that wasn't what he, was he is never going to get funding for the wall. Congress is never no. going to give him that. Yeah, Republi- to... Republicans, <laughs> Republicans and conservatives, or I'm sorry, Republicans and Democrats in Congress don't want to fund the wall. You don't They're, need the no, wall. No, <laughs> not, it, it's the biggest waste so, of money. So the conservative should, media, with, the conservative media would do themselves. But a, it seems like he's boxed a, himself in a corner with the wall. He's talked about it so much. His fan base is yeah. somewhat yeah. expecting he it. He just needs to go private with it 100% and say, listen, I'm going to work with private companies and there's enough people out Only there Mexican will, companies. But no, who's going to pay for it though? Who's going to pay for that? There's, a, there's enough rich people out there. Rich, But I think rich people would do their, do their homework and realize it's not worth the money. There's a lot of people preventing it Right, no. You're not really going to prevent anything, and you're going to build something that stands there and has no benefit other than spending the money on it one time. If someone wants to spend the money at the border, they would rather equip, you know— 
you know, citizen brigades when, with their own when rifles. When rich right. people and companies invest money, they want to make money. There's a return. Right. Building a big-ass piece of board. Well, it's not even building it. You have to maintain it for years after. That's an investment. You right. Know? If someone yeah. punches a hole and through it, puts a ladder over it, you got to fix that. It's a consistent investment, too. And that, it's a big wall. That garners no Let's money. Let's remember that the wall is law. Like, we are on law right now. We are supposed to have a wall. It was voted in. It was supposed to be a double-fenced wall. That's on the books. Yeah. No one ever did it. No, because <laughs> no it doesn't make sense financially no, to do no, it. No, it doesn't. It's, but especially when, when the numbers of people crossing the border have dro- like plummeted since right. we yeah, like, office. It, it's a yeah. problem that solved itself. It right. already wasn't a problem. Yeah, well, it really wasn't. <laughs> right. It Most of the people coming up aren't from Mexico anyway. Right. They're from further south, and they're well, fleeing even for asylum. Tr- yeah, even Trump has said like that we're doing it for human trafficking and, and drug trafficking. We're not doing it for illegal immigration. Which is also bullshit. We're doing it for votes. That, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. that's if what we're, we're being, doing it but for. That's, where he's, he's that's also why we're over. not going to do it, because yeah. he knows that he can just keep feeding those people that line of bullshit, yeah. and they'll keep hoping that it's right around the corner, and they'll keep voting. Right. For, and What's funny is that we can get the wall, and it wouldn't stop any of the problems that they're concerned about. Not it's not going to stop immigration. It's no. not going to stop violence. No. Well, I no. think because what I've heard People say, have been breaking barriers for thousands <laughs> of years. Yeah. Like, right. Well, he's trying to get more people to man the walls, too, so they can't break it, because people just seem to think that, like, we can just take a rope and climb over it. No, there's people to stop if only you. he could but call I mean, Walter Frey. That's a Frey. massive amount of, of territory that you'd have yeah. to staff. That's a lot of jobs, you know a who lot he of payments. Just he, like in Game of Thrones, the wall only doesn't work when there's needs, no one to man he, it. He needs Walter Frey <laughs> on his team. And oh, man, Game of Thrones is just everything in life. It's everything, man. No, but I think this is what this is my prediction here, and if anyone knows, I'm great at predictions, so this is just going to go exactly the way that I planned <laughs> it, it until to be. it until it no all comes falling <laughs> fa- falling down. Hasn't happened yet. We'll I used see what the to I thing. used to be great at. You've been great at predictions for like six months. Oh, so, it's been like a year and a half. Like on record, six months. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, right. Yeah. But I think that this is what we're going to see. I think that DACA is going to come, going to happen, but it's going to come with. Everything that he talked about with legal immigration, that they're going to need to sign off on that, which I don't know why Democrats wouldn't, because that's how Canada does it, and they seem to love Canada. Mm. I think you're going to get that, and you're going to get um, – damn, I just had – not the wall funding. The wall funding is going to be gone uh, – tax reform. You're going to have to couple it with tax reform. He's going to get what he wants it's, with tax reform. It's going to be Democrats that get what they want on tax reform, too, though. Democrats want to do it, too. Yeah. Like, both of them can agree. Yeah. This is what we want to see happen. It was yeah. just so toxic before. So now but you says, remember back to the campaign trail where Donald Trump said – these companies, these hedge fund managers, he specifically called out, you're going to have to pay more. You he's just even said are. now with the yeah. negotiations, he's like, the, the rich are probably going to have to pay more. The the Democrats are going to get more out of tax reform than Republicans are. I don't think so. I think both are going to get exactly what they want. I don't know, man. I think Donald Trump is at a point where he's done with Republicans for a minute. So well, yeah, because they, I think, they I think he's going to give them a chance on one bill and see what yeah. they can do I with it, and has, then make a decision. I think he has a point to prove, and I actually don't think it's a bad thing no. that he has a point to prove because, for as much as I dislike him for yeah, individual Bravo things, for offering the olive branch, <laughs> being the bigger person, yeah, right. I did not expect that. Yeah, from Trump. no, not at all. See, I did because I knew, I knew going in with the campaign where he was like, "Yeah, I'm a deal maker. That's what I do. I'm going to make deals." And and if he forces them to work, yeah. no matter whether you like him or don't like him, you can still hold that opinion. The, it's a good thing if he forces Congress to work. Well, just Congress like, hasn't been working for yeah. a decade. Well, just now we're hearing them talk about, well, maybe we if, if they change the rules a little bit, maybe we could stay in the Paris Climate Accords. We'll right. talk about it. Like, yeah. Because uh, to me, that was a bad deal. 
And he was like, no, it's a bad deal. I'm it's not going to do it. 4D chess. This whole eight months has been <laughs> setting up for this oh deal-making streak. This whole streak. two years has been, he's been like, all right, if listen, he, Chucky, I'm going to get, I'm going to run as a Republican. Like, imagine this last this whole presidency is like the first season of a TV show, and it ends with the, like this twist reveal of like, yeah. gotcha, motherfucker. We're, we're getting in M. Night Shyamalan right now. <laughs> God damn it. No. We're getting trumped, literally. Yeah. Right. But still, I mean, we're, we're coming to the, the end of his first year in office. We're on the de- the last quarter of it. Like, this is best-case scenario, in my opinion. We're, we're actually talking about Congress working together. We're actually talking about getting good deals done with both sides. And on, uh, on top of everything else we're seeing, like I said, illegal immigration down. We're seeing jobs come up. There's more than enough jobs for everyone. Possibly changing the rules so that the jobs that we can't fill can be filled mm-hmm. by people who immigrate. Right. This is all awesome. <laughs> and, and, and we're also not dealing with a rookie president. We're so, someone who had no experience really politically. Now he's had a little bit. So yeah. we could expect to see a shift of him having – I mean, yeah. obviously he can learn stuff. He seems to be a, a guy who who – I know that people want to say he's dumb. I've never believed it. Uh, to me, he seems to really understand these well, issues. Intelligence is like you can have it in different areas and, and lack it in others. Yeah. yeah. Is he going to say terrific and great and wonderful a lot? Yes, he is. But I think that he really understands the the way that this puzzle is put together, and he is going to say, well, all right, I need this piece. What pieces do you want? And he seems to be pretty good at it. And, again, I know that uh, if you look in the comments from Democrats and NPR and things like that, it, they call him orange and four-year-old and everything else, but that's not what I'm we, seeing. We all I'm revert to what I childhood to insults. When, right. <laughs> yeah. You we used to do. always say to me Obama, all the time. Obama. Uh, it was Obama. It's always going to be Obama for me because I voted for him, and Obama didn't work out. But he didn't do what I wanted him to do. I mean, I felt that way about every politician I've ever voted for <laughs> yeah. in my life. Every... But this is the first time we're not. Like, I, I feel like I'm – because you always always say, like, this is what you voted for. And I would be like, no, it's not. Yeah. This is what I voted for. This right here that we're doing. Right. And you I'm voted glad. for all of it, though, because you were told what you were going to get. And you have gotten <laughs> yeah. what you were told you were going to not get. Not entirely. Like so I said, can't get the sizzle without the steak. <laughs> <laughs> right. from, I think, 26 points ahead to 13 points ahead. And I needed about 18 points in order to be sure I could win Pennsylvania. I watched how analysts, who I have a great deal of respect for, like Nate Silver, burrowed into all the data and said, but for that Comey letter, she would have won. So it was very personal to me. I think my general election uh, prospects were so badly damaged because of that, that even though I was starting to come back, it was not enough time to overcome it. But even though that was the primary um, blow to my campaign at the very end, uh, it has to be looked at in context with the Russians weaponizing information, negative stories about me, this whole WikiLeaks beginning to leak in early October of John Podesta's emails, which if you've read them all, uh, they're pretty anodyne, but they were taken out of context. The stories were made up about them. We now know Facebook was taking money from Russian companies to run negative stories about me. If, If you look at all of this, yes, it affected me and my campaign, but I am more concerned now going forward that we haven't come to grips with what it means for future elections. I would also add that the voter suppression that we now know 
had been in the works and really put into effect in a lot of states like Wisconsin, North Carolina, etc. played a role. And then let's not forget sexism and misogyny, which are endemic to our society. And certainly as I write in my chapter called On Being a Woman in Politics, um, have to be factored in as well. What happened? Oh, I guess we we're about to get into it. Um, so we'll go ahead into the rest of the week now. Um, obviously, Hillary Clinton's on a book tour now. Yay! Yeah, that, that's what's happened. Because when you uh, <laughs> because when you think to yourself, "What do I not get enough of in my political day?" Hillary, excuse me. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah. um, Which I mean, this is, it is standard procedure somewhat. For if you lose an election, you write a book. Yeah. Romney wrote one. Yeah, it's yeah. just McCain not standard procedure to be so goddamn pouty about it. So, oh, but it's uh, so good. Still a historic election, though. I mean, she. Yeah. So, so she's got a book that's come out, and like we'll say too, um, real quick, while I've got my mic messing up on me, um, we'll say too that we're gonna we're gonna probably grab the well, we're not probably going to, we're gonna get that book. We're yeah, gonna I've got uh, it in my yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we're gonna get, copy now. We'll, and we'll do a full segment on the book once we uh once we've both read it. Um, so what we'll do though to. to She's been on a book tour. She's been doing right. signings. She's been doing a ton of interviews for the last week. And, oh, my God, it's been 10 months, and I forgot how much I don't want to hear Hillary Clinton. Um, I think most Democrats are thinking the same thing. They're probably just like, dude, go away. Just there, please stop. There have been a number of headlines in very liberal publications about, like, why I just want her to, like, please retire. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They uh, – yeah, it, it, it's – Here's my here's my problem, Hillary. Um, you bark like a dog. It's weird. I think no one knows why. I think that there are actually some valid points. Like there are some excuses that she gives. You've seen her on in interviews with Anderson Cooper this week. You've seen her on CBS and NBC and all all of the all she of the CNN networks. also. Uh, yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah. Um. So and she's been, if you've been watching at least the the. The clips that the highlights that they've been showing all week um you know that she's given a lot of excuses russia was the reason for <laughs> her uh for her loss women bernie sanders yeah. comey um comey the fbi and in and the, the, my problem is and myself my <laughs> right yeah. that's half-heartedly that, myself yeah that's the problem that i have is that like i do think that she has some points I do she think does. that yeah. you can look at James Comey and be like, had that not happened, this very well could have gone. Yeah. I mean, we, we can play what it's all day though with an election right. that close. But, you know? but my problem is, if you're gonna point out these these types of things, um, that this is the reason that I didn't get that I didn't win the election, you should also have a little bit, you should be humble enough to say, I also didn't run a good campaign. Yeah, I also because... am partly to blame for the outcome of 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 the the election and, and, and granted yeah, none of us have read it yet but i do get the feeling she 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 attempts that or at least comes close well, to it and then kind of right. like pulls on it yeah like, so and and again right we we haven't read the book yet but as far as the interviews go pretty much yeah, like, yeah, i'm I not mean, gonna yeah. elaborate on what i did wrong but i'm right but everybody <laughs> else screwed me and and again i do think that there are points there to, james yeah. comey I think played a big part in that. The timing alone played a big part. Right. Um, Which, I mean, I, we should have a, a ban on any kind of... Uh, <laughs> 
electioneering a week. But yeah. France does that. It was it one week, two week before the election? You can't no the more ads, no out. more. Yeah, yeah. Right. We, we almost need that too because there's so many gotcha moments right at the end of everyone holding back the big Uh-oh. blow. Uh-oh. Hold up! What are you doing? <laughs> there's so much happening. Hit stop. That's what happened. <laughs> All right, and we're back. We had some uh, technical difficulties there. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, we'll try that's what happens when you pull up an old track and you put <laughs> and you start recording on it. You're like, why? Why am I saying two things from... at the same time? <laughs> but the doing? audience doesn't hear any of it, so we just sound crazy. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'll try to jump back where we were talking about France and shutting down all of media. I don't want to see that. The theft of Pete. No, it didn't. Oh, it didn't? No. Nope. Oh, There's so much shit happening in the <laughs> studio right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but in America, I don't want to see any of our media get shut down. Even though the media was 90, probably 90% negative towards Trump and they were irritating, at least they were transparent. I could like see what they were trying to accomplish and just ignore it. Right. But... It is a dangerous precedent to set. Yeah. But yeah. I think, but I think with... But I, I just... I don't know. I... I think it's it puts a bad taste in all of our mouths when you've got a candidate who I'm not saying that look and I will tell you right now I would rather her be president than Donald Trump. I, I, I can not. say I can say that unequivocally. <laughs> I, eight months of Trump, I, would I agree. didn't believe oh, I didn't no believe way. that enough to cast a vote for her, but I right. d- but I would I would prefer Which isn't her. Isn't true? Everyone knows you voted for him. To, no, sh- <laughs> no, I didn't, <laughs> and everybody knows that. That, mm-hmm. So, um, but it it puts a bad taste in my mouth. Even so, even though I believe that like there were things that kind of screwed her, I also didn't vote for her because she was a bad candidate. Right. And so to see somebody that now lost and is just coming out and saying, "Well, this is how everybody did me wrong," that mm-hmm. I don't like that. that, like, again, that we haven't read the full book yet. So no. She- Everything no. I've seen so far is her not going into why she messed up. It's just all of the other puzzle pieces. Right. And we could have totally flipped that over with Trump if he would have lost. He could have been like, hey, you know that entertainment expose or whatever it was? Right. Dash. Pivotal yeah. moment. That's what happened. Yeah, and, that's you know, true. I just don't know. It was a pivotal moment. But <laughs> yeah, it was. I just don't know. I don't know. I Without guess... a time machine, we'll never really know what yeah. would have happened. But it's interesting that like we get we have her take now. Yeah, she was right. silent for and a couple I months there. Gotten too far into it, but so far, I want to put it on record that I love this book so far. It's <laughs> yeah. So good, so I can't wait to do a full review on it. That was some weird shit. That was some weird <laughs> shit. Um. So yeah. So so we'll see. We, once we get done with that book, obviously we'll give we'll, us like a has, month. Has Trump made any comment on the book yet? He has. Or, yeah. Okay. He, he I, said the, the so Sarah Huckabee Sanders has made a few comments on it too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Probably under his. You know, hey, talk about this. Right. Throw this shit out. About how, and, and he basically Hillary like Clinton had every excuse in the world. Right. To be honest, like he basically just said, "But we backed up this conversation. Backed <laughs> up what his tweet was, which yeah. was to take some responsibility. You ran a shitty campaign. Yeah, and but she he's did. Been, she ran a horrible campaign. He's been spamming that button for. I mean, he didn't run a much better one. I mean, despite no, no, he didn't. It was not a he landslide on either way. No. Yeah. Either uh, one of them, it would have been lucky. It was a coin toss right. near the end. Right, and had either I truly still believe that had either one of them ran against somebody better than the other, yeah, that the outcome we would not have either of them as president. Yeah, I think Bernie probably would have won. You know, if it went down that. Like road. I think if Jeb Bush would have been the candidate, he would have beaten Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and I think had so too. Bernie been the candidate, he would have beaten Donald Trump. Yeah, um, not I, Ted Cruz though. 
<laughs> I, yeah, I'm I don't, not signing uh, off on that. One. I don't know that 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 Ted Cruz could have because I think he kind of would have had the same problem from the moderate conservatives that right. would have been like a problem they, with the angel- evangelical. They so would have like, had <laughs> they would have had a different reason for not voting. Like they would have a different reason for disliking him than they did for disliking Trump. But the, I don't know that they would have gotten his vote any more than the other. Right. So, um, so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. All right, so now we're going to finish up the show with uh, with something I promised you at the beginning of the show. Find out how Brandon's a heathen. Um, <laughs> and uh, so this is you fucking heathen. I think we after twenty eight episodes we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's become perfectly clear, Brandon. Um, yeah, no. So interesting story this week that I that. Um, Frank knows about because Frank was there, but Mitch d- has only heard I'm eager like, for bit, it. bits and pieces of it. <laughs> so we'll just go into this. Obviously, Mitch and I play music. We've talked about it on the show several times. Um, and, you know, in this we play moment, good music. we play good music. In this moment <laughs> of shameless plugs, you can check us out um, at Good Morning, Good Morning Band on Facebook. Um, Keep your ears open. Yeah, and mm. you can you check out Good Morning, Good Morning <laughs> on SoundCloud. At some point, you know, yeah. probably, probably should. But so anyway, Mitch and I have been playing music for a while, um, for about six or seven years together, and we it's gone through many variations. Um, when I expansions and retractions, right, right? So for all intents and purposes, the people that. Uh, so we don't have we used to have a band it used to be a big thing and it actually kind of went through several stages where it was a five-piece band and then it was right. a four-piece band with different people and all this stuff and then over the last few years we've we're both dads we've kind of slowed yeah. slowed down on playing live and doing whatever but we still get together and we record the music and whatnot so anyway that's the that explanation is because the people involved in this story when i met those people it it was at the time where we had just stopped playing live it was a few years ago and so when i had first met these people um i didn't even know if we were still a band at that point (laughs) like like we had literally just played our last show just didn't do anything right so that's just to give you a perspective of how they think of it because like when they think band they don't think two guys that sit down and record music right right so Anyway, so I'm 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 with this group of people earlier in the week and uh one of them is is organizing a an event, um a music event in Ferguson actually. Um and his point this is the second time that he has done it and his point or the way that it is advertised it is advertised as a like a Christian music festival but it religious <laughs> gathering it's called yeah, it was something that like and I don't know what it was called and I wouldn't say it anyway because I don't want to I don't don't throw shade bro right I don't want to throw shade so but what it, <laughs> but it, I know that like peace and love and god are all in the in the flyer and it's all about bringing the community together and all this stuff right so um he was talking to some other people that we were mutually hanging out with and he was talking about the fact that he was having trouble 
getting artists for it. Last year it was a hip hop. He's he's a Christian rapper, gospel rapper. I don't know which term he prefers, but <laughs> um, so last year he built it as a hip hop Christian thing, um, and got like a small showing, a decent showing for somebody who's organizing something on their own, self promoting, like, right? Yeah. Um, and so I respect that, and uh, so this year he's not billing it that way. This year he's billing it as a like community Christian festival, right? So <clears throat> he they're having a conversation about how he doesn't have enough artists to play this show. So you and I play music, right? Like <laughs> I was like, okay, well I'm, music. I'm here listening to this. I could maybe help you out. Like so I asked him, you know, when when is this thing and I got the date of the thing and I'm obviously like by three or four questions in I'm inquiring about this right. event without like, coming right out. Right. And- so how so how many people are playing it and blah 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 blah. Oh, that would be really cool. Have you ever heard our music? Um, <laughs> you know, and so then so I we have a SoundCloud. Right. So then I told him where he could find our music. And he was like, "Yeah, but you you don't really do Christian music, do you?" And I was like, no, I mean, we don't, it's not Christian music, but it's, they're folk love songs, really. So, right. I, and, and then I, no one's going to be upset. They're, they're rather by it. inoffensive. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you know me too. Like, I, I, Into the like ground the, is almost heavenly. Well, <laughs> that woman, if you think about it, I got when I heard it. No, if you think about Into the Ground, which will be our next release, um, the, the lyrics you and I know what those We've lyrics been asked about. That before the, I think on the parking lot uh, where we used to play music, that where song, some lady stopped and she that was like, "Is that is, religious?" And, and it's not. It's well, about I mean, what, what are feel. gospel songs, if not love songs to the Lord? But there it is go. a song. <laughs> it is a song about birth, life, and death. Like yeah. it, it is a song that is supposed to be a little bit deep and make you think. So it's not yeah. a song. Anyway, so. What I told him when I was asked if we did Christian music was, no, we don't. But we do folk love songs. And I, like, half-jokingly was like, <laughs> you know, I, we could change girl to Jesus. And, like, <laughs> and th- but I went into, like, oh, my Jesus. whole – because you know how – like, for me, like, I think all of us here are, are pretty – would consider ourselves artistic in a sense to, to a degree. Musical and, more than artistic for me, but yeah. So, right. So I think <laughs> about um, when I think – when I'm writing a song – I think about um, the, the kind of the like the way that I want this to come off and the way that and I also think that when I'm listening to a song that's not that's not my own it can mean whatever it means to right. me that's not necessarily because I've been in the writer's chair as well and people have come up to me and said hey this song sounds religious hey this song right. sounds like it's about this and I'm like no 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 you have it all wrong that was about a pizza party that we had <laughs> and I just I just wrote yeah. it in a way that I wanted to write it but so I was trying to kind of put that short in a short sweet way um, version of that into my conversation where it's like really your audience can interpret our songs however they want they're in, they're by no means anti-christian they're yeah. by no means no, anti-theological yeah. or whatever um so so then another friend chimed in and was like and just came out and said it and was like have you asked brandon about his band <laughs> um and he was and then he started very subtly 
backing away and you can attest to you yeah it was it was like in a way they didn't want to offend you kind of kind but of? also was very adamant that you were not going to play this right um <laughs> he he said to mutual friend that uh to, to friend number two that <laughs> that look uh, you know i i just want to make sure that i know it's hard to vet all right. of he specifically used that term. It's hard to vet, vet yeah. all of the artists, and I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. That was the first way he put it. The second That's a pretty way, good way to put it. The, I'm not gonna lie. The second way that he put it was, um, I just want to make sure that everybody knows the Lord. A lot of people <laughs> try to make money off the Lord, and their Which heart's is, not in the right place. And that's also a fair point. Yeah. However, it's weird to say to a guy you've known for like uh, over a year. I would say. Right. <laughs> like, like, wow, you don't think very much of my character, right? Yeah. Really. Well, and the the fact too, like, and here's where, here's why this would come up to him because he he and I have had conversations about religion, about theology, and whatever, and I'm not. I'm not shy about the fact that I'm agnostic. I'm in, I'm by no means atheist. My thought and the way that I would put it, if I was asked by anybody is like, dude, I'm not 2000 years old. (laughs) I don't know. Like I'll find out when I die. Sure. But I'm not going to, no, I know Scientology is a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Not old enough, but but I'm not like, but I don't know. And I'm satisfied with not knowing. I'm not going to yeah. live my life any differently than if I did know. Like, I'm going right. to be as good a person as I can be. And, do, you know, I, I'm not going to get I, the whole spiel, right? Like, but that shouldn't. So that shouldn't be. I've been to church. I've been and to the church friend, recently. The yeah. friend who proposed the idea of you playing has been to church with you and pointed that out. Like, <laughs> right. He's not close-minded about it, right? By any means. So what was? But what was funny about it was I didn't catch the subtlety until like twelve hours after the conversation. So <laughs> I was I went home and I was telling Stacy. Um, like yeah so you know th- we were all together today the guys were all together today and we were talking about this and this is how the conversation went and as i was relaying it to her i was like oh shit he was talking about me <laughs> like he was saying that i would like he was not religious uh, enough man assuming that like maybe i would try to exploit jesus and like well i mean we're not a Christian band, no, and I would make money no, off of it. Like, yeah, pay me. No, and and I said that too when when it was brought up that like I've I've never played for money. Like the only reason I'm inquiring is because you're doing a bring the community together thing, and you don't have enough artists. Right. Yeah. So, so my help. interest is if you need to fill a spot, maybe we can fill a spot. It's not you. You would have gone into that knowing that that probably wasn't going to be a, a crowd of folk lovers. You know. Yeah. No, and it wasn't going to be a crowd where. I, where I felt like, like maybe they could gain something from where I think about music, all music is that if I go play into the ground for you, knowing it's about birth, life and death, and you think that it's about St. Peter's walk to the fish market, (laughs) that's okay with me. That's what you took from it. So it was religious to you. I don't care right. what it They're means to you. They're not going to ask us. We're going to get off stage and walk away. Right. So just the idea, though, that like, and, and again, the, the point for me bringing it up is because, A, it was a funny anecdote that it took 12 hours for me to be like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 you know, like, and I And then I saw you the next yeah. day, and I was like, 
do you realize that he was saying you were like yeah (laughs) i absolutely realized that Um, i thought you were just being super nice about it no i was being super dumb (laughs) like i had no idea that that that's what was that that's what i was brandon wanted to believe the best in everybody man (laughs) right but but here's here's my point for bringing the whole thing up in this instance, I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal or anything. I just think that that is why when religious people, um, and there are a lot of them, and the, the extreme ones are what I'm talking about here. You can be spiritual, you can be whatever. I like this guy's religion is pretty dominating right. factor in his life. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's everything. Um, and and my thing is, wear what you dig, right? I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna tell you how to dress. I'm not gonna tell you how to think, whatever. But the but the idea from where I was coming from was dude, you're doing a community event. I don't mind helping bringing the Ferguson community together. If that's what the goal is, I'm not religious, but I'm open-minded and especially like, with everything that was going on, because this was right before we were talking before about the verdict, like right, you know, like, yeah. So to bring the community together, especially in Ferguson, right when this is about to happen, that seems like a great right. idea. So it just it to me though, the, you see a lot of like these extreme religious people that are like, you know, the problem with the world, the problem with the country, the problem with insert term here is that people have fallen away from God. Well, a lot of times. In, in in this instance, I feel like, well, you almost kind of pushed me from God, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, like, right. you had an opportunity that if I was as open-minded as I actually am, maybe you could have drawn me in. I don't know that you could have. Probably right. not. Like, I At will be honest least, with you. would have you. met a lot more of the community of, of you know, Christians. I, if he's paying, I'll play Lewis. some Christian songs. That's fine with me. <laughs> right. be like, All right. Now you're making Jesus. money off Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like so it just to me like if if religious people need an example of how a situation could have been handled a little bit better. And again, he wasn't rude. He wasn't mean. He wasn't like, "No, nah, you, you you fucking heathen." You know. Yeah, right. <laughs> he didn't he but I think it's interesting cuz if the other Christian person we were talking to, the second person would have been running it. He would have offered it to you. Yeah. As more just like, because he, I think, well, it also probably knows you longer. And right. knows that you're not, you know, so much as you're agnostic, you're not very, you know, right. not anti-religion. No, not yeah. at all. And I, and, and in fact, I'm anti-anti-religion. Very much so. I get, I get irked by people who go on these, like, religious berating tangents because right. it, because like what, yeah, I'm sure I pissed you off a time or two but just no, not, I tend to fall into those no not so much there are some but there are some people who are really just like shoot it down I don't like the the shoot. people who when you're because there are groups of people right there are different groups of people so you, we all may be on the same page but somebody could walk into the room and be a very religious person right I I was there, going, you don't you don't know. Right. I don't know. That's why I don't there, say anything. Are there's the type, of, whatever there's the type of person that would meet that religious guy entering the room and be like, oh, really? You believe in an invisible guy in the right. sky? Really? Really? And just be very condescending. I don't like that. That bothers that's me a lot. That's been my um, dominant experience is that's usually what happens. I see people attacking other people for right. religion. I'm and, just like, you know, now, if I see someone using religion to try to suppress Homosexuality, or yeah, absolutely. Like every religion I, I does. will, I will right. get uh, in attack mode. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. The majority of people use everything, religion as a self comfort. Everything yeah. has flaws, right? So, like, religion can have a great purpose, but it can be misused. Um, you see that when Joel Osteen 
<laughs> has an opportunity to that was just money there uh, right to open his uh to open he, his doors and be a man was not dad. asked guys he no one asked yeah okay. nobody <laughs> asked okay, nobody asked him. nobody he, asked. he had to be asked to do the right thing like Sorry. well like we all you were. know conservatives that comment on this are gonna be like well you know it came out yeah. that like he had a little bit of rain in his garage like, shut <laughs> up. Like, that is the exact excuse have you seen that picture of his house like how big it is oh, oh my yeah, god it's is it, gigantic it looks like a compound right yeah. well and that's you know that's but a whole the Lord wanted him to have it that's he got whole, called out pretty hard that's like, a whole other issue is like those uh what, what do you call churches. mega churches <laughs> yeah pat robertson and bullshit haiti was earthquaked because they right. like gays or something i don't know <laughs> and colter <laughs> <laughs> you mean uh what, what do we determine her name was the <laughs> the, the, the slender bitch. woman the slender woman <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I don't know. I just I to me that was an interesting thing that happened during my week and as soon as it happened I was like, "Well, I'm going to talk about this because I think this is a good example of where a situation could have been we could have had a different discussion and come to a different conclusion." I don't give a shit if I play your religious concert or not. Right. It's not something that I would seek out for me to play because it's not but my you crowd. you can hire like, us and your crowd will have a good time. And right. Fine. And my thought wasn't even hire us. My, my thought, thought is. <laughs> my thought, well, I hadn't talked to you. So <laughs> we had already got, we had already determined I was too much of a heathen by the time that that would have gotten brought up. But I, but no, I, I just thought it was interesting because it, it really, it, to me, it was like a, it was kind of an ironic, an ironic conversation they have with with this person and even more ironic that i didn't catch it until the end of the freaking <laughs> night and couldn't say anything about it until 24 it. hours that was later. the Shyamalan twist of the, <laughs> the week yeah. like <laughs> wait a minute son of a gun was i just insulted <laughs> right i was 12 hours ago so anyway i think mm. that's probably a good place to wrap it up for the week um remember yep. to follow us on twitter and facebook at tdap 2017 um we will keep you updated we're really really heavily going to to keep our eye on these protests in st louis um we we probably check out our twitter for random sporadic updates too right we really would like to we really would have liked to have have talked to some of the protesters down there um and and we that's still a goal in in our head. So, yeah. I know um, personally, I don't live very far, it, and I'm gonna try to do something. Right. So, if this episode came out late, then you know that that was probably because you've already heard the content the, um, <laughs> that we were hoping to get. But, but anyway, um, so we got that. The the links to the comment or to the conversations discussed, all of those topics, those are listed below in the comment section. Um, TDAP episodes, new ones are available on Tuesdays normally, unless we have a crazy month like this September, right. which has been a little bit a little bit sporadic. But normally on Tuesdays on iTunes and Google Play, and uh, yeah, I think that pretty much does it for the week. So, as always, here it is your alternative fact of the week. Thanks. Well, this is new tonight. A family has had enough. They say a woman is defecating on their sidewalk near Briargate and Union in Colorado Springs. The family says they've caught her in the act twice now. They've begged her to stop, but now Springs police are getting involved. 11 News reporter Spencer Wilson joins us live in the studio. And Spencer, this is so gross. What is the family saying about how often this is happening? Elisa, according to the Buddy family, about once a week, they're getting all too familiar with the paper towels she wipes with and the nasty surprises she leaves behind. We call her the mad paper pine creek. (laughs) 
Kathy Buddy and her family have had enough. And it's not like it's private. People can see you. I mean, we're seeing her. So. Pants around ankles in broad daylight. Her kids saw it happen first. They came screaming, you know, you're not going to believe this. They're like crying. It's like, what? And they're like, there's a lady taking a poop. And so I come outside. It's like, oh, dear goodness. <laughs> and so I was like, are you serious? Are you, are you really taking a poop right here in front of my kids? And she's like, yeah, sorry. Kathy says if that was it, there wouldn't be a problem. And so I thought for sure she's mortified. It was an accident. She'll go get a dog bag, come back, clean it up, you know, and never run here ever again. Um, not the case.